everyone, I'm Maddie. And I'm Emma. And we're the Huga Girls. Huga, in short, is the pursuit of everyday happiness. Each Monday, we give you the tools to build your happiness toolkit through discussing topics related to social media, health and wellness, pursuing your passions, and so much more. Welcome to the Huga Girls Podcast. Hello, everyone. Happy Monday. Welcome back to the Huga Girls podcast. We are super excited because you guys have been asking for it. We are delivering. We finally have a guest on season four. We do have a guest on season four. This is such a great episode. We cannot wait for you guys to hear it. Yes. In today's episode, we chatted with writer, speaker, business owner, teacher, and self-published author, Adrian Michael Green. Y'all, like literally when I say we could have talked to Adrian Michael for hours, I truly mean it. He is such a wealth of information and every second of this episode is worth listening to in our very professional opinion. We are so excited for you guys to hear what he has to say. No, you guys, this is not an episode that you want to miss. So thank you for tuning in. In today's episode, he chats with us about purpose in a different light than we previously covered on the show because, you know, um, we always talk about purpose and passions and all of that. And he gives some really good frameworks and questions to ask yourself regarding how you can find your individual purpose and how that connects with your passions and your responsibility in the world. Yes, there's so many good topics and really helpful just information in general for yourself and how you connect with the world around you in this episode. So with that being said, let's jump right into it. So you guys just heard a little bit about Adrian Michael Green, but we actually have him on the show now. So Adrian Michael, would you like to go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience? Yeah, I'd love to. Well, first and foremost, I'm grateful to to be here uh, virtually to connect and share with you both. I think what you're doing is incredible with this platform that allows people to think about who they are and how they show up in the world and you know what their purpose and meaning in life is supposed to be. So I think um, that's part of who I am. You know, I think I have the, the privilege to wake up every day and think about those important questions. You know, what do I wanna do today? What matters to me because I'm originally from Denver, Colorado, and the last four, wow, this is, yeah, my fourth year living in California. And so all those things about who you are, like an introduction, I think I've been recreating that along the way. Uh, it's kind of like a new a new chapter. Um, I left a, a full-time job kind of doing a bunch of trainings and having people think about purpose and, and belonging, and now I get to, to live that you know, being a full-time writer myself. So right now I'm living in the East Bay in California, about eh, 45 minutes from San Francisco, 30 from Berkeley, Oakland, with my incredible four-year-old who actually turns four in or on Halloween, and my wife, who's actually in the office right next to me. Um, It's just us. You know, I have a really big family, but when we left Colorado, and we'll probably talk about that along the way, but when we left, it was just us. And so it's incredible. Um, our connection actually is, I think all of us, except for me, you're attending the University of Denver. And uh, I got into the University of Denver and I had to let them down easily. I said, oh, you know no. what? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I would love to go, but I just can't afford to go. Um, but. I spend and spent a lot of time in the the business school with my fraternity doing a lot of um, chapter meetings. So nothing but love at the University of Denver. (laughs) Well, that is so appreciated. And I know, like you said, we're 
probably going to dive in a little bit into um, your upbringing and you being from Denver and everything like that um, further on down the road. But first and foremost, um, I see you just as aware of many hats. That's kind of how I see you in terms of um, you're someone who is a writer, you're an author, you're a speaker, a business owner, a teacher, a podcaster. You kind of have all of these different things um, that make up different aspects of your life and all of them have to do more or less with purpose and with teaching others on how to find their purpose, which is something we'll dive into in a bit, um, a little bit more. But that means that you yourself have to be secure in what your purpose is. So to kind of kickstart this episode, let's backtrack a little bit. Um, I would love if you could take us back to what you consider your starting point and what your journey was to find your purpose and give us some insight into how you ended up where you are today. Great question. You know, I think we, and I'll speak for myself, I am sitting in a a place of privilege because um, I get to think about these big questions. And it sounds crazy to even say big questions, but most people don't ask themselves these questions. You know, what's your purpose? What are your purposes? And, you know, growing up, I would say I never, the language that we talked about was never using the word purpose. It was always responsibility what's your responsibility using the african um, terminology of sankofa Um, and so i think for me it was always do what you're told listen to what i say go to school get a good education do all these things check off the box and i did that you know graduated from high school graduated from college got a job got a family and i was kind of like checking the box and it was so great Um, but then i think i hit the age of 30 and there was this whirlwind of whoa who am i like all these existential questions were hitting me you know what does it mean to be a man what does it mean to be a father what does it mean to be a husband you know all these things i didn't know how to properly navigate that all the while you know eventually uh, or in tandem i was having other people think about you know what their purpose is and we were using this language and giving them a framework to think about who they are and how they show up in the world and for me my responsibility has always been to help other people be successful. And that showed up in teaching or that showed up in photography or that showed up in writing or all these different facets of just giving selflessly of myself because that was what was expected of me. You know, going back to the, you don't you know, question your parents or your elders, it's just you do as you're told. And that was helpful for me. I got a lot of skills and Um, strengths and just reminders of the importance of that which is great simultaneously I was in this interesting part of my life when I hit that 30 mark of am I doing what fills me am I doing what's meaningful for me I know I'm helping other people and that's great but am I happy you know should I be should I be happy you know I think we come from a different generation of People were doing things they had to do, no matter if they liked it or not. Uh, And you guys are in that generation where it's like, if I'm not happy, if I'm not fulfilled, then nah, I'm good. Yeah, I'm I'm moving on. (laughs) I'm moving on, right? Um, And for so long, I was like, I don't don't have that privilege. I don't have that opportunity. I have to just keep grinding it out. You know, I have to go to college, even though there were many times, uh, especially in my junior year, where I was like, I don't want to be here. This is too hard. I'm not satisfied i'm not in the major that i want to be in i'm not you know at the school that I, I i initially wanted to go to but i'm here because i felt like i had to choose this as my only choice you know and then later in life it was 
hmm, if I could go back, what would I do differently? How would I do it differently? Why would I do it differently? Um, you know, all these different facets that I think even, you know, component of me being a man, it was like, um, I don't want anyone to tell me what to do. Right. Don't yep. don't do that. I'll come to my own conclusion on my, on my own. Uh, but I never chose. I think, you know, and this is going back into this man box world where we live in this like, um, at least for me, I'll speak from my perspective. <laughs> I always was very uncomfortable with being self-aware, being uh, mindful of how I interacted with people, what they thought about me in such a way that if I knew why I did certain things, then I couldn't you know, make up an excuse. So it was easy for me to say, oh, I, you know, I'm just doing the things that I feel like I need to do. Um, but I wasn't asking all these kind of self-discovery, self-awareness questions until, you know, I was three decades into, into my life, which, you know, I think people, um, you know, show up and I, I believe, you know, everything happens for a reason. You know, I, someone gave me, you guys ever read the book, The Alchemist? Yes. Yeah. Someone gave me that book. Um, and I had it on my shelf literally for a year. Um, and then we were on a vacation and I sat on the beach and I read it from cover to cover. If I would have read that book a year before, it wouldn't have had the lasting impact that it did in my life in that chapter on that beach. Um, you know, so I think there are a lot of times in life where just because it's there right in front of you, it, you may not be prepared for it or ready for it. Um, and so I'm, I'm grateful that I started asking these questions at 30, but I wish I would have asked them when I was 14, 15, 16, you know, in those, um, those brain development stages. So um, purpose to me really was about helping others. And it's still there, but I know that it shows up in different facets of my life. Yeah, absolutely. I love what you were talking about with, you know, kind of having that existential moment where you really look into yourself, as you said, self-discovery, and you start to really reflect, okay, you know, I'm doing all these things, but really, what does it mean to me? And what does it mean to the outside? I think we've all heard the term midlife crisis, and I don't think <laughs> yeah. it's just a midlife thing. I think it happens in so many different stages of life and transition. I know me and Maddie have had our fair share of questioning moments about what we're really doing what our purpose really is and so i'm glad that you were even at 30 it, which 30 is not even old but you know even after you had been through so much in your life you were able to take a step back at that point and really reflect and find your purpose and so just moving on with the next question so we heard you identify your purpose and you said that that was teaching others and you know instructing others being a voice for others so why did you feel inclined to follow that purpose once you found it? And, you know, continuing on from that, how do you think other people can find their purpose? And what do you think were the steps to building a life that aligned with your purpose? Because I think maybe it's easier to identify it than it is to really continue through your life being like, okay, I identified it and now I'm running with it and I'm going to really implement it. You know, um, the last couple of years with this pandemic, I think a lot of people, no matter what age in life they are, I love, you know, you brought up midlife crisis. You know, there's, I think we all, there's an all life crisis that people uh, encounter or need to encounter at different stages, not just in the middle of their life, but literally in the middle of their week to, you know, unpack some stuff mm -hmm. um, to, to do some reflection. But, you know, things came to a head for me um, right in 2019, 2020, where I was doing things that I, I mean, I always appreciated 
um, connecting with people. So I was running these purpose trainings with the company that I was working for and um, loved asking them the big questions. You know, what brings them joy? Um, how do they see themselves in the world? Like all these big questions. And all the while, I felt like they were able to think about their purpose and I was training them on their purpose. But I never thought I was actually doing that for myself. It's kind of like those sayings where people will talk at you, but they may not you know, take their own advice. They're better at giving it, but not as good as receiving it themselves. And so as I was doing these trainings um, on all these back to back hours of just asking this really big questions and being helpful for other people, specifically for teachers to help their students find their purpose, I was, you know, writing more books. I had already yet self-published many books, but while we were in the pandemic, I was writing more and uh, sharing more, and uh, there was getting some traction in that capacity, and it kind of came to a head where I couldn't do both. I was burnt out on one end, on the other, I felt like I wasn't able to truly um, step into another gear and take myself seriously as a writer, and so I had to choose which one was going to get me to tap into my purpose in a way that there was no regret. And so even though it was a hard decision to leave the team that I was on doing the work that I was doing, I had to, for the first time in my life, choose myself and prioritize my happiness, um, prioritize my joy, prioritize my purposes in that, you know, choosing uh, another path, another, another chapter, And so when I did that, it was quite scary. I think when people think about their purpose or how do they find it, you know, it could feel uh, innocuous or it could feel uncomfortable because you just can't, you know, when you ask someone, what is your purpose? That's a real big question, you know, because people define it differently. Um, And so the angle that I've always come at it is literally what is your responsibility, you know? Um, I had these uh, an activity called, you know, your Sankofa, um, which talks about, you know, what are the, sh- the shoulders on which you stand? Uh, and if you're not familiar with Sankofa, uh, the symbol of Sankofa, literally, if you can imagine a bird with its um, neck arched back towards itself, um, reaching for an egg. And so it means to go back and fetch it from the Akan tradition in Africa. And so growing up, it was always you have to go back and help others go back. So back, go back to your community, similar to what you're doing. You're reaching back to people on this platform for them to think about who they are. So you're giving them the tools so they can unpack some stuff get from the lessons that you are providing them. And so for me, it was thinking about, OK, I've always gone back and helped through teaching and writing and serving and um, giving and giving and giving, which is great and meaningful to myself and other people. Um, However, I needed to think about, all right, um, what matters to me? Okay, so many people don't think about it. So so if you were to think about um, all the people in your, your circles that you, you know, chill with and you would ask them, who are you? Some folks would be like, I'm this, 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 this. Other po- other people mm-hmm. might say, I don't know what you mean when you say, who are you? And they might choose to think about like the adjectives that describe who they are. And other people might sit there and go, hmm, I really don't know who I am. So part of my um, Sankofa framework is that identity component. Like, who are you? 
like who are you really um, and I have this activity called the five U's um, it's your inner self and your outer self to yourself like who are you like do you know who you are internally um, and how do you outwardly uh, showcase that self to yourself and the next part of that is the world there's the inner world and the outer world do they know that inner part of you how do they perceive who you are like how you're showing up and then the last one is who are you becoming so there's like the intersection of the inner the outer of both you and the world what does it look like and there's no right or wrong answer it's just for you to think about and sit with and process and then keep doing it right you move on to all those different parts of who are you um, and then there's that component of belonging where are you from who are your people are you being a bridge or a barrier and so when I talk about are you a bridge or a barrier it's just what's your excuse me what's your relationship with other people are you kind are you caring are you considerate do you believe in equity do you believe in diversity do you believe in inclusion like all these different things are important and then um, another component of Sankofa or you know what what's your reason for being what's your responsibility what's your purpose um, it, it's literally what matters to you do you know what matters to you should you know what matters to you um, and then the last component I talk about is wonder asking all these why questions you know what is your why what are you grateful for why are you grateful for it what does success mean to you so when you break those things down you're really standing on the shoulders of those who came before you because you're able to think about these questions versus assuming you're on an island doing all these things for yourself and so um, I literally didn't have these this actual framework until I pieced all the puzzle pieces the jigsaw from all the components from my CU days to my Wayfinder days to my working for myself days to all the trainings that I've doing and done to you know pick apart what all this means because at the end of the day I think we're all trying to figure out who we are from day to day you know it always it changes and we should make room for that change absolutely and I I really like that you said that it is something that changes every single day and that it's something that it's almost like you're relearning yourself you're relearning your purpose your responsibility each and every single day and it's almost like the more information that you learn the more knowledge that you build the more that you can establish what that sense of responsibility is and so something that we often get asked on this platform is how do I find that? How do I find my purpose? How do I find my responsibility? If I'm completely lost, how do I do it? Because I feel like a lot of people put passion with purpose. And that's something that we've talked a little bit about on the podcast in the past is that if you go into something that you're passionate about, it is more or less going to lead you to your purpose. But I like the spin that you took on it saying, well, it also has to do with responsibility. And so where is that line, do you think, between responsibility and passion? Because like you said, when you were a junior in college, you were like, I know that I need to be doing this, but I don't want to be here. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to be doing this. But you knew that you needed to continue. So what is that point where you maybe stop and pivot in a different direction to find your purpose? Or when you keep going, knowing that it's going to lead you to something better? Yeah, I love that you could distinguish between purpose or responsibility and passion a lot of people will say pursue your passion and that's easy because passion is really selfish it's all about the self you know the ego the the things that you know it's just all about you and that's great that's it's fine however it doesn't impact other people 
And that's the difference between responsibility and passion. Responsibility is you're aware of something that's meaningful to you and it's beneficial to other people. Someone can take a lesson from it. Someone can learn from it. Someone can receive from it. So, you know, if someone's passion is music, great. But if you're only making music in your uh, bedroom and you're not sharing it with the world, you know, someone can't feel that and feel inspired to go on to the next day. You know, if, you know what I'm saying? So um, when you break down, you know, how do you find your responsibility? It starts with literally asking yourself, okay, who am I? What's important to me? Where do I come from? What are my values? What's my calling? Like literally, if I didn't get paid to do this, would I do it? Why or why not? Okay, great. What's my definition of success? Where did it come from? Why am I holding on to what other people are telling me that I should do? Is this mine to hold? Is it mine to redefine? If I'm to redefine it, I'm also giving other people permission to redefine what that means for them as well. Because if you keep boxing people in, like you have to go to college, you have to go to this industry of work, you have to marry this type of person. All those things can make people feel like they can't be their full, true self. And so when we think about responsibility, it's allowing you time and space to ask yourself all the questions, all the feels, dig into all the parts of yourself that you are ready to think about, and then work backwards from there. Okay, if this is what brings me joy, or if this is how my heart feels when I'm around these types of people, or when I'm doing this thing, I'm ignited because I know I'm being of service to other people, then I should do that. How do I do that? Do I want to do that, right? Um, But then you need to detach yourself from other people's expectations. And that's its own thing because it's easy to say, oh, I don't care what people say. But then if you have your parents or guardians or friends or community saying no, <laughs> then, you know, can you carry that by yourself? Right. And I think a lot of people mm-hmm. deal with that um, that perception because everyone needs to feel belonging. Everyone needs to feel supported. Everyone needs to feel loved because that's how we are as humans. We need that. And can you do this stuff? Can you be in your responsibility with that not there? Do you need to build it internally? I think you do. And then externally, how do you build a support system of people saying, how can I support you? I got you. I'll do anything that you need me to do that's in my power to get you where you need to be. Because if this is your Sankofa, if this is your responsibility, or if this is your purpose, then I'm all for it. So long as you believe that this is for you. And if it's even if it changes, that's okay, right? So I think if you give people the space to chew on this and to reflect on this, imagine at DU, and there might, this might be the case, but you know, when I was in college, what year was, you know, I graduated in 09, so the 05, 09 era, um, if there was a how to find your responsibility, how to find meaning and purpose in life class, not, an elective, but literally a class that had different components to it that was not just a, a one-off elective, but hey, maybe a, you know, a major. How interesting. Or, you know, a, a required class for people to really stop and think about 
who they are and how they show up in the world, I guarantee you um, the a sense of happiness and meaningfulness and fulfillment will skyrocket at these schools because they have time and space to ref- or, excuse me they have time and space to reflect on what's important to them on what matters so they know how they're impacting the, the person across from them versus the I could care less I'm doing this you know it's a it's a very competitive world right you know when I used to teach at Berkeley a lot of the students man you'd be surprised and it might be similar to to DU but a lot of students were just stressed out because the norm the culture was stay up all night long to study live in that stress everyone's stressed um, but folks were talking about you know being suicidal and depressed first year second year um, and they would say hey as seniors I really wished I had the opportunity to have this class to think about my purpose as a freshman right so all it's like hey this shouldn't be a you know most people would say oh that's very you know soft and it's very um, you know California to think about feelings and, <laughs> and all that but hey we have feelings and it's important if you want me to show up and be successful and be my full self you have to care that I bring myself to this space absolutely I'm sure you've had professors ask you, hey, how are you doing? What do you need? Are you okay? Hey, I saw you missed class the other day or you missed this assignment. Um, what's going on versus the, you know, the transactional. You've had those transactional relationships where you feel like they don't care about you. If people feel like you care and if the culture is, you know, a certain definition of success, they will be hyper successful because they want to show up for you and care about you because they feel connected to you versus oh, I don't want to go to that class because that teacher or that student or that person is there. But if there's a, a safe container for you to be yourself, magic happens, I promise you. Yeah, I cannot imagine having a class like that. I think it would be so beneficial for everyone. And I know you were joking about it, you know, maybe being a soft topic, but I really think it's one of the hardest topics you can really dive into because I think it can be really scary. I mean, you can kind of platonically, you know, study economics or study marketing and study health. Those are all obviously great things to study and are important for future careers, but it's really that big question that's going to drive you throughout your entire life outside of what subject area you're in is how you have found purpose within yourself. And what I really love about the way you phrase it is you're not giving a step-by-step instruction on how to find yourself because you realize that that's different for everyone else it's about asking the questions it's not necessarily about you giving the answers because you know maybe how maddie is going to succeed and how she's going to find that cross connection between passion responsibility you know that's going to look different for me and i think as two people who are best friends and are really close i could even say that you know we have different Mm -hmm. definitions for ourselves of how we find purpose and what fulfills us and how we fulfill other people. And so I think it's really important that you're asking questions instead of just throwing out answers of like, here's the 10 ways to be fulfilled in your life. Cause that's not, that's just never going to apply to everyone. And it's going to steer people in a direction that's away from really their inner self. So I wanted to ask about, um, you know, the inner self and outer self connection and how that is so important in the outer self world or the outer world outer (laughs) outer self kind of realm that you were referencing outside of humans outside of human interaction 
what other factors do you see influencing kind of that outer self, outer world experience into how that portrays into the inner world? Because I know that a lot of what we were talking about was how you relate to other people, but are there other factors that you see as important going along with that that are external that really affect the internal? Oh, yeah. I think just your environment in general. You know, what is your relationship to to nature? When you go outside, are you mindful of, you know, where you're walking? Are you mindful of your neighborhood? Um, Do you throw things out of your car and just, you know, expect someone else to pick it up or or not caring how, you know, you're 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 leaving this world? Right. So it's everything that we're exposed to, anything beyond yourself. So me, um, you know, being conscious of okay I'm I'm a, I'm a single being like I'm a person and when I leave my office or I walk downstairs you know I'm interacting with my dog or my son or my wife or my neighbors um, or you know the the community that we're a part of right the sidewalks the grass all these different things are really important because it leaves a mark it's it's kind of like um, I remember when I was um, my capstone at CU Boulder was um, my information systems major, and we talked about our, our our digital dossier, the digital footprint that we're leaving. This is way before all the stuff that we're exposed to now. But you know, our our professor was like, everything you do, there's going to be a cache of it online, no matter if you delete it or not. So that's a digital footprint that you're aware of, right? You know, you might write a caption or you post a picture and um, it's saved somewhere. If you could imagine taking that same theory and recognizing that everywhere you walk, everything you say, everything you do, there's some recording of it somewhere in the universe, if you believe in the universe or anything, you know, um, beyond yourself, right? There's a power there. And whether it comes back to you or not, there's a recording of it. And so if you think about how you show up in the world. Do you care about how you show up in the world? Because if you don't, that's a question. Why don't you care? If you do, why do you care? And it isn't about impressing someone else. Oh, because, you know, I was told that I need to care about the environment. And it's not, so what I'm referring to, it isn't you need to recycle or you need to, you know, walk up to a tree and, you know, talk to it or anything. Yeah, give it a (laughs) hug. If you want to, fine. But it really is, it's just, do you care to think about and consider your impact in the world? Whether that's any beings, all the beings in the world, all the things living and non-living, do you care? Do you know your input, your impact, your input, right? Um, All those different things. So when I, I would lead all these trainings and we would talk about gratitude, one thing I would share is whenever we'd go, so in our neighborhood, we have a pool. And whenever I would take my son to the pool, I would have him say, um, can I, or have my son say, you know, can I come into the water? Asking permission. Just a practice of, you know, not thinking that you, everything is yours. You're, you're interacting with this thing. And so when we would leave the water, I'd have him say, thank you, water. And he'd say, thank you, water. Right? So all these different things is just trying to train him, teach him to think about gratitude and the importance of not just taking life as it comes, but to recognize that you are part of life and you're giving life. And so maybe one day he remembers this, maybe he doesn't. But at the end of the day, that 
impacts how he views himself. If you think about it, if you're trashing where you live, you don't care about how you show up in the world, how you treat people, honestly, that is a reflection of how you view yourself or how you allowed people to view you or treat you. And so it's just a reflection of how you're feeling internally. And so if you're at peace, I would imagine how you show up in the world is a little bit more peaceful than someone who might be tossing and turning in this kind of internal world and they can be less mindful, less caring, less loving of those and all the beings around it because something is happening within but they may not know because they're not given the space <laughs> and time to reflect or they don't want to because it's too uncomfortable. And that's the thing about all this stuff. You know, it's challenging to think about, like, who are you? You know, Absolutely. why are you angry? I, 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 I don't <laughs> want to answer that question because then you have to get to the root of it. And so when you get to the root yeah. of it, then you have to be at peace or even do some work to say, like, whoa, whoa. Where is this coming from? Why am I having this reaction? Am I still triggered from what someone told me 10 years ago that I'm carrying with me of how I treat people who look like that person or remind me of that person or that situation? All those things, it's uncomfortable, but you have to get comfortable being uncomfortable. That's why one of the norms I use is lean into discomfort. Doing that, it's a practice. It's not easy, but it takes time to, to get comfortable doing that. Oh, absolutely. And I think that that is something that as humans we kind of run away from is that discomfort. And um, I like going back to the beginning of this episode when we were asking you about your purpose and about when you kind of redefined what that was. And you mentioned The Alchemist. And in all transparency, it has been years since I've read the book. I read it in high school. But I remember taking out of it basically this just overall message that you can pursue what your heart desires is essentially what it is. But I like that you took that and you took it a step further and said, okay, I'm going to pursue what my heart desires, passion, right? That's the passion side of it. And I'm going to kind of put that along with my responsibility and how that affects the greater good. And that's more or less going to be my purpose. And so like Emma was saying, I love how you didn't just list 10 different things to find your purpose, but rather there are so many questions, there are so many different routes that you can take, and um, it's going to be different for everyone. And I, I like that overall you were just expressing appreciation for the greater good. And like you said with your son, when you're like, thank you, water, like I, I like that because it's teaching yourself what kind of individual and what kind of human you are. Um, and so kind of wrapping up this episode, first off, thank you so much for being on the show today. Um, we have enjoyed having you and I'm sure our listeners have enjoyed this episode. Um, but I always like to close out the episodes with asking you, what is one thing that we haven't asked you that you would have liked to have been asked? So what is one thing you want to leave our listeners with or um, a piece of advice or just kind of a question that we haven't necessarily touched on yet and you feel inclined to share with our audience? Hmm. That's a big question. A great question. <laughs> you know I mean, about that's big I'm... questions. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, ironically, I have, a, I have many books out, but my, one of my new books is called You Can Vent Here, um, Words You Didn't Know You Needed to Hear. And part of that, um, at the end, not to spoil it, um, but it's 
you know, well, a couple questions are in there. One question is, what's a question you've never been asked that you would love to be asked? And then the last one really is, is like, what what else do you need to tell yourself? What do you need to hear? And so um, because I do this all the time and I'm always outwardly asking questions, that is a great question because I don't know. I think the biggest thing that anyone should be asked uh, is how was your heart? Because that's where they can take it wherever they need to and want to, depending on the moment. Um, it shows that, you know, I care about you. I love you, not just romantically or and just like I love you. I care about your well-being and want you to be successful. And in this moment, do you feel aligned with how you want to feel aligned? And people can go anywhere they want to first off they always like wait what do you mean like physically am i how's my heart is beating (laughs) it's It's in my chest i think it's good (laughs) so it's doing fine yeah but it's um i think for me i've always been a a hearty person and i've been in many spaces where people prefer the heady part over the hearty part and so i think my work has always been how do you connect the head and the heart but spend a lot more time in the heart if you're that, you know, more that analytical person, the more rational, the logical. I want to detach myself from all feelings because feelings aren't important or feelings aren't valid. I think truly um, flipping the script and kind of asking that, you know, how is your heart part gets people to stir some some things. And so I think that would have been a, a really great, great question because there's no right answer. There is no one answer. It's really how you feel or what you need to do to kind of navigate what needs to be shared in that moment yeah so to the listeners uh next time you see somebody just literally ask them hey how's your heart and don't judge their response don't you know see it as a joke but genuinely and honestly ask them how is your heart uh and even ask yourself how is your heart you need to have a heart to heart with your with yourself because you know you're the one that spends the most time with you, believe it or not. You're with you all the time. All the and so time. if you're not, all the time, and if you're not doing a heart check, even as I'm saying this, I'm like, wow, I haven't really asked myself that question in a while because I'm in this go, go, go. You know, I got to be productive. Mm-hmm. I have to be successful, whatever success means. I have to, you know, continue to do certain things. But then when you slow down, which I did when I was 30, right? Slow down. Oh, it's kind of quiet here. How do I feel? It's kind of uncomfortable. What do you do in this discomfort? People try to, you know, make more noise or create a joke and, you know, fill it with stuff, distractions. But if you can strip yourself from those distractions and have a really, you know, a heart full, heart filled conversation with yourself and others, I think you'll, you'll learn more about yourself and those you surround yourself than you think you will. I mean, that's the, the missing link, I truly believe is people aren't connecting to the hearts of other people. Um, And so, again, like I said in the beginning, you two, I think you're doing incredible work. You know, I I honestly don't, you I know this to be true. You don't know the impact you are making in this moment because you're experiencing it now. But when you look back, you will feel it and you go, wow, 10 years ago, I was like, I was talking about stuff that now people are catching on to or, you know, I had this episode and someone 20 years later brought it up to me and, you know, I didn't think I was 
you know, being heard or people even cared about this stuff, you're, you're leaving a lasting impression for those that come behind you. And you are, believe it or not, in your responsibility, in your purpose. Um, and so I, I appreciate you. You know, I probably made zero sense. Um, but if someone <laughs> caught on to one thing, great. If they didn't, that's cool. Uh, maybe a year from now when they're on the beach or on their on the couch um, or sitting between a Zoom session or a class, they will listen back to something that whether I said it or you said it and go, oh, that makes sense now. Okay. <laughs> uh, and if they do that, great. And if they don't, maybe 10 years later they will. And if not, whatever. We had a great <laughs> conversation and I appreciate you too. Oh, thank you so much. And it makes complete sense, I think, to both of us. What you had to say was so great, and we appreciate you so much. I think everyone, including me and Maddie, are going to leave a little more conscious of ourselves, a little more conscious of our input into the world, and just really the impact of the input we are putting out. So thank you so much for being on the podcast today. It means so much to us. Your work is very amazing, and we know as you were saying, you haven't taken a chance to, you know, ask yourself even those questions because you've been so busy. So I appreciate you asking those questions with us, taking time out of your day to do that because I know life is very hectic and we appreciate it. Um, so for everyone, if you would like to see more content from our podcast, make sure to follow our Instagram, which is at H-Y-G-G-E Girls Podcast. And Adrian, Michael, do you want to share where our listeners can find you on your social medias? Yeah, sure. I'm all things Instagram. So just type in my full name, Adrian Michael Green, and you'll see me there. Uh, again, those two questions you ask yourself are, how is your heart and what's your Sankofa? Those are the two things I want to leave you with. Um, either way, I think all of you are doing the best that you can. If you feel like you're not, then uh, tell yourself otherwise because you're doing, there's no roadmap to this stuff at all. You are ahead of the curve, you know, and so whether you're about to graduate, soon to graduate, years from graduation, life is uh, what you make it. And so I think even if you're listening to this, you're, you know, you're doing the work and a lot of people are not doing the work. And so I appreciate your efforting um, and your kindness. And so if I catch you on Instagram, great. If I never hear from you again, um, I'm going to find you digitally and we'll have a, a, a heart to heart conversation. <laughs> the footprint is there but you too uh, you know again i can't express wholehearted gratitude for you um this is good you're doing some you're, you're teaching you you both are teachers um in all the beautiful ways that you are teaching yourself and other people to do the things that are necessary to be fulfilled and meaningful in the life that you're leading so i'm grateful for this time well, thank you. We appreciate you. And like Emma said, we appreciate um, you being on the show today. For all of our listeners, um, all of Adrian Michael Green's information will be found in the show notes below. Um, links to any of his books. I'm currently in the middle of um, You Can Vent Here, so I didn't mention that to you, but I love it so far as I have all of your other books. Um, and 
Props to you because you're self-published, which is another thing. I didn't even include that in your mini hats that you wear. <laughs> um, but you inspire us and um, we appreciate you being on the show today. So for all of our listeners, you can find all of his information um, down below, as well as how to connect with him, how to connect with us. And as for that, we will be back next Monday with a new episode for you guys. Um, again, thank you for tuning in for the Huga Girls podcast. And until next Monday, stay happy, stay and healthy. Stay and hookah. stay hookah. Hey. Bye, y'all. Peace. Love us, <laughs>